Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Are you going to live through that oh, intro? Excuse me, no, I, oh, I have to burp. burp. Oh, okay. I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to interrupt I myself. I couldn't tell if you were going to fall asleep, shit, burp, explode. And I was fine with all of them, actually, except shit, because I have to deal with it. Why? Well, because, like, it's not like you're going to get that smell out of the seats, like, immediately. It's just going to be like, well... Well, there's shit all over the our where we sit and record our podcast and where we like live our lives. Great, I have to deal with you cleaning it up. It's gonna be difficult because these are you brown. Would, you would clean it up. And clean up your shit after you blatantly shit earlier today. No, 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 no. We're not talking about earlier today. If it's where I think you're going with earlier today, because I'm still gonna have nightmares about earlier today. And I'm going to give no, no, no other not context. That, not that. Not, what are you referring to? That's not what to? I was talking about. I said, er, I was going to say earlier today. Oh, this is like a real great, gross <laughs> intro for everyone that's just like, I just want to listen to a cool movie podcast. <laughs> I was going to say, um, earlier today, uh, we both, I work from home on a regular basis, and you were working from home today because our, our daughter woke up a bit under the weather. We wanted to make sure she got some rest, so you stayed home as well, and it's a little chilly outside, not the usual, and uh, you were like, could you get me some socks? And then you proceeded to basically puppy dog eye me into putting them on your feet, and I, my feet are size seven women's. They're very normal size petite feet, and I wear normal socks. And petite feet, very women. And I do not have trouble putting socks on my feet. I don't know how you put socks on your feet on a daily basis. Easily. It's ridiculous. I, like, it was awful. Yeah, it, they're my feet. I, I've learned to love them and deal with it. And, like, by loving my feet, I hate all feet. If we could get rid of feet and I'll be like that... Like that marathon runner that killed his wife and his fucking metal hooks for feet. I'm like, sweet, cool. But like hooks for feet. Yeah, but I, I, I like I like my feet. Well, that was an awful experience, me putting socks on your feet. So I was like, you better not be pair and you said to me, What are you gonna do if I become paraplegic? I said, You're never gonna wear socks. That's what I'm gonna do. Like my feet will always be cold. It'll be it'll be doubly sad. Well, I guess I wouldn't know, like Man, this is a bad question <laughs> no. to ask. Like, can you, like... I don't know. It depends on if there's nerve damage. I just knew, <laughs> you just knew what I was going to ask. Yeah. You can't feel I think if there's nerve... From, like, the neck or the waist down, could you still, like, no temperature? Well, well I'm guessing I, not. Well, I think it depends because, like, not being able to, like, move or control your limbs, like, from a spinal injury, I don't know if it's different than having, like, nerve damage. But how would you still know if you can't feel anything? I don't know. It's a deep question. I'm going to have to research that. I, I won't. It is uh, Monday, November 1st. If you're new here... This is the uh, weirdest intro we've ever if had you're new on here, this show. Uh, Welcome to November. The past, the past three minutes are not indicative of what we normally talk about. Or is it? <laughs> we normally talk about what's going on in our lives and what's going on in the world. And then we get into the random movie that we watch from our massive movie collection. But I think it's an appropriate... I think it was like an appropriate organic intro to this movie that we're watching. I think it kind of goes well. In it, because this movie's about a man. That's all it was? And his life. It's going to be hard for you to remember, because you fell asleep on multiple occasions, and that made me very upset. I didn't um, fall asleep on multiple occasions. I fell asleep maybe one time. It was at least three times. No, it so was be like, one. Samantha. No, I just had my eyes closed. My eyes hurt. You can't watch a movie with your eyes closed. No, I, only one of my eyes was closed. The one, this one, that's closest to you. Because my eyes, they're really dry. I've got really bad dry eyes. How many fucking problems do you have? 
God damn it, fix them. I'm trying to. I can't do everything. Yeah, we know. I mean, I can. I don't want to do everything mm-hmm. is what I meant. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. Happy belated Halloween. We wished you happy Halloween last week, but if, but now uh, we hope you've had a good Halloween. Ours was, was fun. Fine, eventually. It was um, like, it was mediocre. There wasn't too much happening in our neighborhood. Well, it was better so than like, last year. It was better than last year. We we, we walked through a couple. I don't think it was better than last year. It like was. We got more candy last year. No, 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 no. I don't think so. Oh, maybe. I don't I know. I think we got well, more I, last year. I think we year. also went out for a lot longer last year as well. We got a late start because we started, we were going to go like at 5, 530. We're like, oh, like it's really bright outside and like nobody's around. Yeah, nobody was home So we went and had dinner. Or something because uh, it was We a won't Sunday. talk about dinner because like Samantha said, Jillian was feeling a little under the weather and not napped. We had a very busy weekend as well. We had uh, basically uh, a big Halloween party Friday night with some friends, uh, four of which will be on the show uh, for our next two sets of guest stars. In fact, next week's episode will be um, that guest star episode with Matt White and Carly Alicia, who we were at the party. And then in December, we'll have the Andersons, Tim and Allie Anderson, on the show. Uh, so we were out late there, so we were out until like midnight or so, you know, having a good time. And then the following day, we went to friends of the show, the Real's house, for a ton of games and some good barbecue. That and time. we were there for a very, very long time as well, past and, midnight. And Jillian does not like to sleep. Yeah, if she's if she's she around other kids or somebody else's house, she just wants to keep doing what she's doing. So she didn't get a lot of sleep, so I think that was partially why she wasn't feeling up to snuff. So we had a, a bit of a contentious dinner out, which I hate. Um, but we eventually were able to settle and trick-or-treat for about an hour and a half or so. Uh, we were the cast of Tangled, so Jillian was Rapunzel, I was Flynn Rider, you were Mother Gothel. I think we did a, a pretty good job. I think so. You know, all things considered. I, I'm not the biggest Halloween dress-up fan in the world, like it doesn't do anything for me, really. Um, I'll, my tune will be different next year when I'm the Joker. Um, but it was still a good time, fun time. The last two months for us are incredibly... Insane. I just can't believe that it's already November. Like this year, last year flew by. This year flew by. Yeah. I just feel like we have two. I blink and it's already. We have Jillian and Samantha's birthday and Thanksgiving and Christmas and family and all all and kinds New of Year's stuff. And, and New Year's and yeah. open enrollment, which is a really big <laughs> deal for my for me my yeah. my new my new job. So so we're gonna be on a little edge here for the next uh, few weeks, but bear with us as we round up 2021. We did take the opportunity last night, once we put Jillian to bed, to watch a movie we hadn't seen before, as customary, if there's a movie that we don't own, and it's kind of like new or newer out in the world. We talk about it here, kind of like an informal little uh, brief review. So we watched the Blumhouse horror film Freaky. It's like a horror comedy. I guess it would have what you would consider it on HBO Max. I wanted to watch it for a while. And yeah. I think that'd be a nice little tradition. We also watched Hocus Pocus with Jillian for the first time. Go back and listen to the Hocus Pocus episode we did, I want to say maybe three or four years ago. Actually, maybe even earlier than that. It might have been prior kids, before the kids with the Reals. So it might have been about five years at this point. Maybe. We did that episode. Um, so check that out. Uh, so we watched that yesterday, and we also watched Freaky after Jillian went to bed. And I dug it. I thought, I thought it was good. I thought it was going to be a lot more like Freaky Friday than Friday the 13th. Well, I was sorely mistaken. It, I, I, so I knew it was our going in. Well, so I knew I, it was going to be. Thank you for sharing that information after the first few murders. It has maybe one of the coolest murders I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. You, you were dug in it. You, spoiler alert. You like popped uh, Cameron it. from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Alan Ruck, is like a dickhead shop teacher in the movie. And he ends up going from head to toe, pushed through a fucking table saw. And it is, like, full-blown. It is awesome. Um, I dug it. it I, I definitely didn't think it was going to be as hard of an R as it was. I thought it was going to be, like, a, a slightly uh, amped-up version of Happy Death Day because it's the same writer and director who did those movies. And I would say I probably enjoyed it more than Happy Death Day to you, but probably not as much as Happy Death Day. I do think it had some really, really nice scenes. Like, it actually had yeah. more of a bit of an emotional arc to it than I was anticipating. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, the dressing room scene. And yeah, and even the it. scene where um, where Vince Vaughn's in the back of the car with oh, yeah. his crush. I thought those were both good. But I don't know, something about it just, it just didn't connect on, like, that, like, great level. I thought it was solid. I thought it was I, good. And I think Vince Vaughn did a 
a great job. I think they in both this. did. I thought Catherine Newton did. As I well. thought that they both did a really great job in this, but I think that my problem was Vince Vaughn being this like menacing serial killer because it's so different yeah, it than anything I've ever seen him in because he's traditionally comedic, comedic, comedic. And then even when he did like what was it? The breakup, the breakup plan, Which, the breakup, just, just the breakup, the breakup. And that was like his like straight man piece. Like I just he's not menacing to me, even though he's like the biggest guy ever. Some would he's say he's not menacing. Some would say that when Vince Vaughn tries to be menacing or dramatic, it's like getting blue balls in your heart. Uh, because the only other thing I've seen him be dramatic or serious in was True Detective season two, which was one of the quotes that he just said. Uh, so that's just totally indicative of Vince Vaughn in those roles. Okay, and I one hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, like of I, any of, of anybody of like. Him is her, him is himself, her is him, and her is herself. The worst of the four was him as himself. <laughs> right, right. Weird. I think he did a really great job when he was, yeah. like, impersonating her. Like, I think he did a good job. I just think that him being viewed as this, like, psychotic, <sighs> um, you know, serial killer that's spanned decades. Like, I think that, it, for me, it was a little f- far-reaching just because of how established he is in not that kind of role. So I think that hurt it a little bit, but I thought it was really... Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, minus all of the gore. <laughs> it was good. Well, a movie that's not gory, but is still very uh, comedic and emotional at the same time, is today's... So a very good dramedy. Yes, today's podcast, randomly selected from a massive box. Uh, when was the last time we did a random movie? Did we already talk about this? Uh, the movie we picked before this? Yes. Uh, what is the last time we did a random movie? Oh, ow. Oh, God. What happened? Ooh, like I'm turning my body to get the other box of cards, and like my chest just like didn't want to move. It was just, like, stuck there. It's like, no. Okay. Ooh, ow. Yeah, I'm fine. I might be having a heart attack, but I'm all right. Oh, my God. Please don't say <laughs> stuff like that. Don't say stuff like that, please. Uh, it's Especially been, with this movie that we're about to talk it's about. It's been quite a long time. Yeah. Still looking, still looking. Uh... There's no way it was that long. Yeah. Can't I, Hardly Wait. Yeah, Can't Hardly Wait, which we watched in July. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's been why four months. That's what I thought. That's what it feels like. Yeah, because we had to get through all the Marine movies, yeah. and that's when we start, really got into the guest star series yeah. and stuff. Okay. So we've been waiting for a while. Uh, it's a my turn to read, I think. It is your turn okay. to read. My turn to read. Jack Nicholson, About Schmidt. About Schmidt is about perfect, says Leah Rosen, People. Blisteringly funny and equally moving, says, oh boy, Michael Rechtschafen, Hollywood reporter. Mm-hmm. Warren Schmidt, I would say that's, so here's how I think I know I got, I got that right. Because my boy, Professor Mercer Scott Steiner, his legal name is Recht Steiner, and that's Rechtschafen. That's what it was. Warren Schmidt is about to experience a bittersweet slice of life. Newly retired, he and his wife Helen have big plans to see America. But an unexpected twist changes everything. Now Schmidt is determined to stop his daughter's wedding to an underachieving waterbed salesman. From meeting the groom's eccentric parents to sponsoring a Tanzanian foster child, Schmidt sets off on his mission and gets lost along the road to self-discovery. That Schmidt sets really gave me like heartburn for a second. Yeah. Like, oh no, but that's a flawless one there. Um, okay. So this is one of the first DVDs I ever bought for myself uh i this came out in 2002 if i'm not mistaken yes 2002 2002 uh this movie holds a very so i love this fucking movie i think it's one of the most perfect movies i've ever seen to be perfectly honest um and it's been such a long time since i had seen it but this is one of the first movies so 2002 i was a sophomore in high school and I was really getting into the Oscar races and independent film. Um, and not really knowing what made that up, I just kind of knew that Jack Nicholson was like a thing. Like, sure. if Jack Nicholson sure. made a movie, you kind of had to see Jack, the Jack Nicholson movie. Um, so I remember going to see this in theaters by myself uh, as a 16-year-old. My parents went to a movie I did not want to go see, and as customary, when I didn't sit in between them for that movie, they would get go see whatever bullshit movie they went to go see, and they would buy me the ticket, and I would go by myself. And, you know, if I got out early or they got out early, we, the other one just waited for the other ones. Um, 
And 2002 was a big year for that because it was this one hour photo. Um, there's another one I'm forgetting, but, uh, and I loved all of them. I think maybe that's why like those movies, not necessarily as flawed as they are, but those movies aren't, you know, all time classics for many people. But to me, they are, I think because of the memories I have from watching them. Sure. I don't know what 16-year-old was clamoring to go see about Schmidt, but I was one of them. So when I started working at the movie theater, uh, you know, getting interested in movies, uh, about half a year later, and there was an FYE, a Specs, if you will, in the same plaza. I just got in my own DVD player for my room. I made sure to pick this up, and I used to watch it all the time. But I probably haven't seen it, God, in at least 10 years. Like sure, at least sure. At least since, like... We lived in together because when we started, like when we lived together, I just didn't have as much time in my room alone watching movies. You know what I mean? Like we were doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. And you, this was not the type of movie that you were watching when you were watching movies by yourself in your room. No, very much was. I wasn't when I was alone in my room. I wasn't just like cranking it all the time. I would somehow put a, sometimes put about Schmidt on and enjoy. Um, so had you seen this movie before? No. You'd never seen this before? Never seen it. I thought maybe you had because, uh, peeling back the curtain of this podcast history, uh, prior to us starting the podcast, many, many years ago, we were still living in Gainesville, we started watching all of the movies that we owned and we were going to start alphabetically. And this would be alphabetically. The only thing I can think of is we started with Blu-rays because this is a DVD. I think that's correct. So that might be why we never made it there. Um, I think that's correct, but I didn't even remember that we had done that. I'm really glad you remember the good and special times. I just remember, I well, I remember when we started the podcast, we watched uh, Looper. Yeah, of course you do. I refer to it all the time. And then the second one we watched was Stay Tuned. Yes. Oh, yeah, you don't refer to that all the time, so you could go fuck yourself. I do remember. Mm-hmm. And the first official movie we watched was Stay Tuned, but we're like, oh, we should do Looper, too. And then we did Looper after the fact. The more I think about it, the more I think you did watch this movie. I don't think I did. Because I know we watched the movie Adam, which I know I only have What's on Adam? DVD. I don't think I've ever seen You that. are the R.J. Mills of this podcast. I don't think I've ever seen... What's Adam? It was a movie. It's with Rose Byrne, and I don't remember the other actor's name. He's the guy that plays Will on Hannibal. Uh, it's about a guy who has... Uh, what the fuck? One of those like social disorders. He has Asperger's, and he falls in love with Rose Byrne, and they start dating. You've definitely seen that movie, because I've seen that movie. Your memory is just deteriorating rapidly. Which is a sad thing when we're talking about this, this movie. Instead of researching Adam, let's talk about About Schmidt. Don't say that. Oh, no. Okay, I think I do remember seeing this movie. <laughs> Guys. What, About Schmidt or Adam? Adam. All right, well, this you said you haven't seen. Did you enjoy this? Yeah. It was sad. It is sad. It, uh, was, it, was, it was sad. And, and it was... It's one of, like, my... Biggest fears? Yeah, that's one of my first notes. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my biggest fears is just like, I mean, I don't think it's a secret that I love you very, very much. We've been together for 15 years almost, since mm-hmm. we were 20 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And we always talk about... Oh, you have different fears than I do. Oh, man, so <laughs> Go ahead. Mean. No, go on. <laughs> we talk about like what we're going to do with our lives, and like we have this big idea of when we both retire, we're going to go oh, on gotcha. this like, okay. 30-day you know, cruise around the world, month-long cruise together, and it just reminds me of, like, what they wanted to do with, like, their camper and go across, you know, the world, and then, like, she died and left him, and Mm -hmm. that's really sad because I'm like, oh, no. Oh, see, so, yeah, so it is a different fear than I have. Um, That is a fear as well, Um, although I'm not going to lie. Jillian marrying a douchebag is a much bigger fear. Oh, that's another fear. Oh, God, this movie's... Full of fears. We should have watched this in October. <laughs> this is a horror movie for me. If Jillian dates a waterbed salesman or a guy with a mullet or Dermot Mulroney, I'm never speaking to her again. Uh, so Agreed. both equal fears. I mean this in the utmost amount of respect. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I no, do. you don't. I do. But there is a modicum of me, like a half a percent of me that was like, I would be okay being old and by myself despite how much I would miss you. 
I would figure it out. You know what I mean? Like, I could match that. My thing. Chris. What? You put my socks on my feet earlier. I know. I get it. I put my, your socks on your feet earlier? I'm just going to have to buy clothes every day. I'm not going to do laundry. Right. I was going to say, and every time you touch the dryer, you break it. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'll just buy clothes every day. It'll be great. Um, I'll have the money to do it. Because you're going to have to, <laughs> well, when you die, you're going to leave me all your money. Uh, no, my fear is living my life and feeling like he feels at the end of this movie. Yeah. And feeling like. like For what? what did I, like, what did I accomplish? I worked at this job for 40 years. Worked yourself to the bone. And then I walk outside, and everything I accomplish is just at the dumpster with my name on it. Yeah. Uh, Who have I impacted? Because my daughter hates me, and... (laughs) She married this waterbed salesman. Well, yeah, but, like, I mean, it's it's a contentious relationship, you know? And then, like, his wife's out there. I get it, but then I think it's so beautiful... Having that letter from it's one of it's one it's, of my favorite endings of a movie of all time. Amazing scene, and Jack Nicholson is perfect in portraying that emotion, and you feel it. And I think that's it. It's like, yeah, you're right. Life sucks. Like, yeah, like you work for what? Like, like what does it amount to? And that's what it amounts to when yeah. you can touch somebody like that. When you make a difference in someone's life. Yeah, I. Like, I mean, that's so beautiful. I'm going to start crying. You already like are it. crying. What are you talking about? You're going to start crying. You're already uh, crying. It, it's 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 so sad and so moving. It's so beautiful. Yeah, um, it's... And it's funny, too. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to the funny here in a second, but to the ending, to just jump to the ending. Uh, so, that's, you know, for those of you that have not watched this movie, a, a quick high-level overview of, of what happens. So after Jack Nicholson has returned from... Uh, his daughter's wedding and has married her off to this guy who he doesn't approve, but he sucks it up and he does the right thing and he lets her be happy. Um, throughout the movie, he's writing letters to this uh, boy that he sponsors in Tanzania named Ndugu. Dear Ndugu. Well, yeah. Just, and right something about Jack Nicholson saying the name Ndugu just makes me laugh every right. single time. And right after he had retired, he had adopted this, this Yeah, it was before, before his wife had even passed away. Right. So, um, and throughout the movie, uh, most of the humor, a lot of the humor in the movie comes from him writing this child. Like, even the first letter when his wife is still alive and he's just ranting about everything he doesn't like about his wife and you see it in a montage and it's great. But, like, one of the first things he says is, like, in the package it says, like, you know, introduce yourself to your child, you know. She's like, I'm Warren Schmidt, I just retired, blah, blah, blah. Like, the fifth or sixth sentence is, my brother Larry lives so-and-so. He has he lost, diabetes. He lost, lost his life to diabetes. diabetes. It, that's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyway, so at the end of the movie, he comes back from being on the road, you know, what, a few weeks, essentially? At least a couple weeks. He has all this mail. And uh, and the, the last letter he had written was, what's the point of my life? Like, why have I done all of yeah. this stuff? He'd written it on the road, essentially. Yeah, yeah. He wrote it yeah, on the way back. Yeah, and he was back. driving back, yeah. He came back and got this letter. Yeah, and the letter is from, like, the... The nun. The or, nun, whoever's helping, like, you know, teach the child and help with the program in Tanzania talking about how much he appreciates it and how his money has helped him with, uh, he had, I think an eye infection or ear infection or something. Right. And, and he can't read, he can't read or write, which is an important thing that I, I always love about this movie that it's, you realize it earlier on, but it's, it's kind of like everything he is saying in Dugu does not know. Like they're getting that letter. And then none is like probably read the first one or even just saw the letter and just kind of like, threw it away <laughs> no 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 because the nun says he enjoys hearing about everything like she reads it to him and sure whatever sure it, it's probably to me i read it as lip service and i think that's another layer of the this movie's depth is that he's bearing his soul to this tanzanian child and he's almost assuredly not getting it or hearing it or at the very least not understanding it i think that's more so uh, like He's six, yeah, like... but he uh, wants to, like, share, you know, his thanks with a picture. And he draws this, like, little stick figure picture of himself and, and Schmidt, yeah. like, holding hands with, like, a son. And for the last, like, 45 seconds, minute of the movie, it's just Jack Nicholson staring at it and bursting into tears. Just, like, yeah, overcome with emotion beautiful. of, like, everything building up to that point in the movie. It's, like, he has made an impact on one little person. And that's what every time I watch it, I, I forget about that's coming and it makes me feel better when I see it because then I immediately reflect the same thing I've talked about from this podcast or Potswoggle or any 
entertaining endeavor I've ever done is if I've done if I've if one person listened to this and and it made their day better, like well then I've 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 had a purpose and I, I'm fine with it. So that ultimately is what makes me right I, feel I get better. It. I yeah. relate to that. Yeah, I can relate to it. But yeah, the, the ending of the movie is great. But the whole thing is just a masterclass. Uh, this is the. Second Alexander Payne movie we've done on the podcast. The first one was Election. I recently rewatched Sideways, um, which is one of my favorite movies of all. Alexander Payne is probably, in all honesty, like one of my five favorite filmmakers. He hasn't made a lot. Yeah. Uh, it sucks to say that in 2021 because he is uh, unfortunately problematic as well now. Like oh. most people are. He was thrown into the uh, the allegation train by, I believe it was Rose McGowan, uh, in, over the past few years. He hasn't done much since then. Also, he hasn't done much since Downsizing was his first big real flop. Nebraska didn't do, like, great, but it still at least got, like, awards consideration for um, Bruce Dern and some others. June Squibb, who's in this movie, great June as always. Squibb. I want June, I'm going to have dinner with June Squibb, just, like, to hear her talk shit about people. But um, he's just so good at writing movies and like putting pieces together that connect directly just like to me because he just makes movies about these complicated fucking sad white guys essentially uh-huh. and the pain that they feel and like what all is encapsulated in that and it's so precise and it's so well done especially because he also directs them in a very quirky style so it makes it very poppable and it makes it makes it very easy to watch while he's being deep and and challenging at the same time mm-hmm. like like i said before all of his life is at the dumpster not even what well, that was probably like not even a week after yeah. you know he'd, he'd stop by the office to like days. check on that fucking hairpiece um it's just so and even just the, the first shot of the movie, him just sitting at the at his desk with everything packed up, has nothing to do, and just staring at the clock, waiting for that second where he feels like he can go, is all just very symbolic and and appropriate and effective. Yeah, and it, and it's really who who hasn't felt like that. Oh, I do that still every fucking day. <laughs> I yeah. look at my I look at the timer on my on my phone or my computer, and I'm like. All right, I'll go at this precise second because I feel like it's my duty to do that. Yeah. Um, so you hadn't seen the movie before, so you, you didn't know what to expect or, or what was going to be happening. So, so talk to me about that. Tell me a little bit about what, what were you surprised by? What were you expecting to have happen? What did you like? What did you didn't like? I mean, I'm surprised that that bitches was lying on the floor there. Um, you watch your mouth about June Squibb. Don't you dare call June Squibb a bitch. She'll call you a bitch back, but she'll say it so nicely, it'll make you feel even worse. I know. It's true. Um, it's so true. Uh, that was an unexpected... I, I wasn't expecting that. I didn't really know anything about this movie going mm-hmm. into it. So that was kind of unexpected there, you know, especially when you have, like, such a... I guess now I think of her as, like, a bigger actress in that kind of age bracket, yeah. right? Like, killing her off so quickly... Um, but, yeah, I just didn't expect that. But I, I, I thought it was really just a good snapshot of this life. And, like, this is what happens, mm-hmm. right? Well, and it's juxtaposed very well by the previous scene. Like, I think, I forget what he's doing. He goes out to mail a letter. He goes out to mail, to mail the first letter. letter. He goes out to mail and Dugu's first amazing letter. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he gets a he goes to Dairy Queen. He like he's just driving he goes, back. Right. He's just like he and just he stops and gets a blizzard. It's great. It's a blizzard. It's great to see like Jack Nicholson in real time going to Dairy Queen and ordering a blizzard. <laughs> it's just great. In Nebraska. I don't know what uh the obsession Alexander Payne has with Nebraska, but it's, it's everything. And he comes back and yeah there's June Squibb just laying face down on the floor, you know, with a dustbuster whirling, just dead. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um but then the movie makes sure in the next five minutes to sure show Jack in despair and show him like having to go through the counseling and the preparations and picking up his daughter and, and all those things. 
but then it makes sure to like establish, okay, so Dermot Mulroney is an idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like We're showing miss her. Let's yeah. toast to her. Like and, I just hated and his put, and putting his hands on Jack's like he's yeah, he plays just... an idiot. But I get but like so I get well. It. But he's I get so it. Good. But you always have those interactions with that person who who you're like who the fuck is this guy? Oh, absolutely. So, I mean, I think it was really great. And this movie was made, what, almost 20, 20 years, years ago, ago? Basically. And it still has those same kind of tones that carry through. You still deal with loss and heartbreak. And you still still deal with, like, you know, not agreeing with a decision that one of your loved ones makes. But, like, having to go along with it. You know? And, like, having to, like, suck it up. Right? Like, like. Yeah. Like, it's all super relatable. I think that that's also why I think Alexander Payne's a great filmmaker because mm-hmm. of that. Like, he takes, like, these snippets, right? Like, this like this movie's basically about, like, it's about a guy retiring, mm-hmm. right? And then it's, it kind of brings you into, like, this microcosm world and, like, all the things that happen. Just, like, it sideways is about, like, wine right like like yeah two like, guys like, on a wine trip right like yeah. like a, on a wine trip right like yeah. um what was another one you said a high school election right election a high school right like but it's so much bigger than that mm-hmm. like like the impact of that one thing it's so much bigger and it you get to know the characters i think that's why it's so good but that fucking fuck face fuck i don't mm, like dermot melrooney yeah, exactly. This is the His first scene where you see him even. coming out. Uh, shout oh, out to the SNL yeah. sketch, uh, Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney, which is just a, a brilliant idea. Um, but he, well, yeah, Him walking out of a shitty waterbed store uh, with like that mullet and like the look on his face and the facial hair is just perfect. Or even when he came off the airplane and he's just like... <laughs> hey, remember <sighs> when you could wait with your family... Yeah, wait, wait to a, see everybody. Yeah. Like, the fact this movie came out in 2002, but was probably, like, filmed in 2001 just shows, like, at the yeah. time of when it was. Exactly. The differences in the world was was crazy to me. Uh, this movie Im- immediately made me Google waterbeds if they were still a thing, and I was shocked that they were. It just felt like the kind of thing that's, like, you shouldn't be able... Like, I feel like they should be illegal. Like, yeah. Why would you still have... Have you ever been on a waterbed or... or yeah, I've slept on a waterbed before. I, I th- I've never slept on one. I forget who in Ohio had one. Everyone probably... in Ohio has one because there's no pools and there's no water. <laughs> That's not fair. That's how... What? That's, it's not like the experience? Like No, no. We have above ground pools, which I guess is a waterbed. It's a smaller waterbed. <laughs> no, a bigger waterbed is what a above ground pool Y'all is. Y'all have an above ground pool... That doesn't make sense to me, really, because, like, why in Ohio wouldn't you have, like, an underground pool? Like, like an in-ground... you can't. In, you, but why do we have it in Florida when we're already below the sea level? Yeah, it's, but it's just, like, the maintenance and the temperature, it just doesn't work that way. You don't know anything about pool maintenance. That's right, which is why I would hire somebody I'm going to have my father come back pool. from the dead and talk to you about pool maintenance right he now. He never did. He never did. Talk to you about pool maintenance? Yeah. Look, your dad and I had a really special relationship. He would always show me whenever he fixed things, how he did yeah. them and how we to We didn't have a pool because he hates pools, and I hate pools, so that's why. Because they're difficult to deal with. Yeah, but I would hire somebody. It's still a lot of fucking money. Anyway, we're going to subject pools. Water Do you think Schmidt would have been happier if he had had a pool? <laughs> That's your dumb question. Uh, no, I remember being on a waterbed and being like, this is fucking weird. Get me I off think, of this. I think we were, I think, I think we had been on one together at No, point. I don't remember that. Not, no, like, not like that. Oh, no, even like Like laid on, on one together, I, I think. I think if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I'll have to confirm this. I think Emma had a pool. A pool, uh, a, had a had a waterbed at one point. And my mom made her get rid of it because she kept getting, like, sick from it. Like I don't think that's a thing. Or, like, it kept leaking, which was, like, the most common thing was, like, they, they just, like, would always leak and have to get them repaired. But well, also, like... so I'm sure that there's lots of people who've had water beds and haven't had any problems. I think that was specific to M. Okay? And we'll the ask, usage of the water bed. We'll ask them, we'll ask them this weekend. Hey, yeah. do you have a water... Assuming open the door. Hey, do you have a water bed? And why did it have so many leaks? Yeah. Like, I bet that's what it is. Uh, so was there anything you particularly didn't like about the movie? That's your cue to answer me. I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> what did I like about the movie I just said? No, that's not what I oh, said. Oh, what'd you say? 
Was there anything in particular you didn't like about me? Oh, uh, yeah. Fuck face fuck. I already said that. You don't listen to me. But you can recognize that's not the performance. That's just the character and that you're supposed to feel that way. Would you prefer him be... Because obviously he's a sweet guy. He's very much that low IQ mama's boy cool, 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 Casey. Cool. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Julian brought a guy like that home. What would you do? Oh my God. I, I'd beat him to death with a shovel within five minutes. Okay, exactly. Yeah. But in terms of a, a tool in a movie... He's a perfect tool. He's a MacGuffin. <laughs> That's not he. He is a Magoo. He's not a MacGuffin. Magoo. There's only like one scene I think I don't like in the movie. It's probably my like least that. favorite scene. What's that? When she's got her titties out. Why you have naked. to? Do, why are you doing that motion when you're talking about Kathy Bates being naked? Kathy Bates know. is beautiful. Don't put her on my list. But <laughs> Kathy Bates is beautiful. That hot tub scene is iconic. That was really, honestly, if you were to ask somebody, hey, you know what the movie about Schmidt is? Most people are going to say no, but if they remember anything, they'd be like, isn't that a movie where Kathy Bates gets naked in a hot tub? That's honestly how like people were, would talk about it. Um, she's great. She's obviously the runner-up in this. She is such we a know where job. MVP is going. I could write it down now, but I'll wait because there's, there's more I want to get into when we actually discuss it. But um, that, that scene is iconic. That that scene is the most famous scene in the movie, and she does a great job. So it's not that scene; uh, it's the the RV couple scene. It's just a little—I don't know. It just is a little too odd, and I don't like where it goes when Jack goes to have dinner with that couple in okay. the RV park, and the husband leaves, and he just pours his soul out to the woman and like tries to make a move on her. It it feels out of place for the character up to that point, and even okay. afterwards. I, I, I just don't, wasn't a fan of it. Well, but I mean, look, I don't have an RV, and I've never been to an RV park, but from Does it that... get you horny right away? Well, no, but I mean, look at, about, um, look at, so here and about Schmidt, and then look at, uh, where the Millers, what happened there, and they met the other couple that had the RV and everything. They started talking about the Tiempons. 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 So I don't know. Maybe that. Maybe swingers. Maybe maybe RVs are a natural aphrodisiac, or maybe, maybe just a, it's a. I don't know. Don't swingers discount it. Well, no. They, in this, they weren't swingers. She blatantly refuted his advances and made him leave. Well, maybe he had read it in a manual or something and thought. You are in rare form. Um, <laughs> I think you're ju- I think you're just talking about this because that's probably one of the scenes you fell asleep and you have no idea. What no, I do. About. I do. Mm. He went to get more beer because they had drank the beer. Wow. That's just context clues. You don't need to watch the scene to know what happened. What did they have for dinner? Remember what they had for dinner? She cooked dinner. Do you remember what she made for dinner? I'm going to start doing this to you. No. I'm going to start coming up with, like, things actually tech to see you're going to You're going to crush you, yeah. Beef stew. They had beef stew. Oh, yeah, beef stew, and it was somebody's recipe. Some. Grandma's recipe or something. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Boogie. No, because you're probably wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go that deep into it. Um, but besides that, I, I, I remembered the first few times I'd seen the movie not liking the twist that his wife had cheated on him in the past with his best friend. I thought it was like an unfair like thing to do with the character. But having watching, watched it this time, I, I appreciated it and liked it. Because of the scene later on where, like, he makes amends while sitting on the top of the RV with her little pummels and he gets the message from her. Like, it felt real. Like, it felt like that's exactly how those things would play out. Is like, he hates her when she's alive and then she's gone and he's sad and he really, really misses her and he finds out something horrible so he hates her again and then, like, he rectifies it. Like, that, that seems... Speaking from... Living somebody, speaking from experience, not me personally, but from other people that I know, it I seems you. to be the common I way to, to cope with things. Sure, sure, if sure. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does, but I hate you too, babe. I hate you too. Uh, that's that, for, but, like I said, that first... But I think first, also it's particularly unhealthy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That first Ndugu letter is so fucking great, but, like, <laughs> I think my note was, uh, this is probably a look into the future... And present sometimes. <laughs> Especially also with family sacrifices. But it's a good like encapsulation of like, when you're with yeah. somebody for so long, there's just going to be 
little things that the person doesn't even know that they're fucking doing. Yeah. That just drive you loony. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the ones that I do for you? I was going to ask you the same exact thing. I could tell you when you snore. Uh, something you've done a lot recently, and I've told you this, is like when we're like trying to come up with an idea for something or like I have an answer to something and you go, yeah, but this. And I'm like, no, 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 it's this. And it was like, say the same damn thing like five times in a row. And it's just like, you're not getting it. No. <laughs> or yes. <laughs> I'm not sure I quite understand what you're saying. <laughs> so I'm trying to give you an example. Uh, all right, so let's say it's school, right? So let's say, this is an example. This is not real. But uh, Jillian's trunk or treat activity at school was canceled on Friday, right? So let's say I picked her up that day. And I found out, and I brought her home. I go, hey, trunk and treat is trunk is ugh, trunk or treat is canceled. There's no other. But why? Why would they do that? I, I don't know. Nobody was available, and there was a sign on the door. Yeah, but like, like why? I don't know. You know, you do the same thing to me. right? No, I don't. Yes, no, you I don't. do. No, no, I'm much more decisive because I have a man brain. No, you absolutely <laughs> do it to me, but you do it about. The most asinine, like same. You do the exact the most same thing. Yeah, do the exact same thing. Okay, so yeah. uh, the other one uh, is uh, when you put anything away in a really, really shitty way. It's like <laughs> when you put the groceries away, and it's just like, oh, hmm, this toilet paper normally goes next to the water, but I'm gonna take five seconds and not do that, and just awkwardly throw it on top, so someone has to move it later. Me, I feel like things would be a little more tidy. This could literally be its own podcast. So maybe series. I'm doing that. So you'll stop letting me put the stuff away. At, no, just do it better. Just no, do it better. I'm going to continue doing it the way that I do it. And if you have a problem with it, why just would do you want to half-ass it? Just do it yourself. Because I want you to do it. What the fuck you mean? You're fucking the I'm the anymore. smartest person ever. Because you still end up putting it away. Can't wait till I come home and just lying here with the vacuum. <laughs> kidding i'm so kidding it'd be the saddest day of my entire life oh my god please don't i'm sorry because so you do the vacuum all the time so that's what made me so sad i was I like do vacuum. you vacuum with a little dust buster did you ever clean that chair you didn't clean that chair that also is another thing you bother is you don't it clean. was your chair not mine no it was yours she was sitting in your chair the whole oh, day oh you didn't clean i told you to no clean i did clean it. i cleaned it with napkins i did but i went and missed something so you should have sort of double checked uh but you said you were gonna clean it i was working i did clean it cool i can't wait till i fall down the stairs and break my neck at the bottom of the stairs, and that's when you come home to. Well, you should have had all that stuff by the bottom of the stairs. You wouldn't have broken if you wouldn't have hit that's on any of that stuff to keep stuff. there. No, no, that's, those are Jillian's shoes and Jillian's coloring. It was Jillian's fault. Um, okay. Another scene that really hits hard. Stop. I'm kidding. Don't keep crying on this podcast. Uh, the scene where he, so he's writing a letter to Indugo when he's on the road, and it's like, he meets a real Native American. She's <laughs> a guy who works at a gas station. Like, there's a bunch of funny stuff. Yeah. But then he's like, I even went to go see my child. I want to go see my childhood home. And he, I still remember the address. And he pulls up, and it's like a discount tire store. And he goes in, and the guy's like, can I help you? He goes, I used to live here. And the guy's like, in the tire store? <laughs> he's like, no, like, like I used to be my house, and I remember this over here. And, like, he lingers there for too long. And, like, that also hits because... When I went up to Ohio, oh, yeah. like, my childhood home isn't there anymore. Long story. There is a house there, at least. Um, but, like, other things that, like, I can't share. Even, that like, happens in Gainesville. Like, the one time we went back to Gainesville, and, like, Jillian was there. I was like, oh, I can't, like, show you, like, this room yeah. that, like, your mother and I, like, fell in love in, essentially. Like, or the room that we spent all the time we we hung out in or whatnot. It just, it hit. So, like, seeing that... And, like, yeah. being a sentimentalist about, like, where I come from was also another way. It was just like, damn, like, he fucking gets it. Um, also, just put a good mood right from the jump because um, this is a New Line Cinema movie. And, like, that's, like, the most vivid memory I have as a kid of, like, putting a VHS tape in. And just, like, what type of movie it was was just, like, I would always watch, like, New Line movies for whatever reason. Those were, like, the Ninja Turtle movies. The, like, all the Jim Carrey comedies mm. were New Line movies. Mm -hmm. So this being a New Line cinema, that they, they don't exist anymore. They got bought by somebody after they did, I believe, Lord of the Rings. Um, you just always know you're, you're in for a good time when, when the New Line cinema uh, opening That's funny. came on. Uh, 
But yeah, there, there's just so much of this movie, like little moments and like little things. Like I, I would take me forever to like recap it. But there's like a good stretch, like when he gets to the in-laws and just every conversation he has with Kathy Bates and him just sitting in on these really fucking awkward dinners, like these low class broken home dinners. Yep. And him fucking his back up on a waterbed. <laughs> and then <laughs> one of my favorite, like this scene was literally just for me. He's injured in bed and he's just like, his neck is like all cracked up and he's reading an encyclopedia Brown book. Yeah. And he goes to the back of the book to like read the, the answer to like the case and, like, he's surprised and, like, shakes his head, like, God damn, it got me again. <laughs> like, it's just so funny. Uh, Jack Nicholson is the MVP of this movie. Oh, absolutely. I wrote it down before the movie started. That's <laughs> what I wrote. Like, like, for nothing else and for that ending scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, he would get it on that alone. But even before then, it's such a... it's such, Absolutely, absolutely. It's such a not Jack Nicholson role in such a not Jack Nicholson performance. Yes. It's so subdued. It's so effective. His facial expressions are some of the greatest I've ever seen. And that's, like, that's not to say, like, it's Jack overacting or Jack being right. Jack. Right. Because that's, unfortunately, I think this is probably his last great performance. Because after this... He did, like, Anger Management. He did The Departed, which he's arguably one of the worst parts of The Departed. He didn't do a lot. Um, like, he just has this blank look on his face or this simply annoyed look on his face. Right. And it just sells so much when he's, like, hearing about Kathy Bates' hysterectomy or when he's or when he's explaining why he bought a cheap casket. Like, they're right. all just so fucking awesome he's on another level in this movie and it's a travesty that uh he did not win the academy award just like it was a travesty the same year that daniel day lewis did not win an academy award for gangs of new york a flawed movie but he is undoubtedly the best part in it and it went to adrian brody and the pianist instead that's why rich hates him that's one it's the reason i hate him because i haven't seen the pianist i'm sure it's lovely i don't want to see it because adrian brody sucks and roman polanski sucks but I've seen about Schmidt, I've seen Gaines of New York, and there's no way, unless Adrian Brody literally is playing that piano with his butthole, that he is better than Jack Nicholson and Daniel Day-Lewis. Two of our greatest, like, the most acclaimed actors of yeah, our time. absolutely. And Adrian Brody, the, the Sean Paul SNL intro guy, is not better than him at anything. Oh, man. I forgot that you showed me that until right this second, yeah. and now I'm so mad. I was going to impersonate it right now, but I'm I didn't want to be seething. canceled myself. I'm seething. Yeah. I'm seething. So fucking bad. Uh, oh, my God. But even, like, so his wedding speech is just a master class of awkward comedy and, like, forced grace and dignity. And it's also wonderfully shot because you see his, uh, Hope Davis's daughter, like, in the foreground, like, reacting to it. By, like, crying and, like, being worried about what he's going to say and then ultimately yeah. being, like, okay, but still being kind of, like, upset and annoyed. He, he crushes it. As I said, Kathy Bates be a solid number two. She's got such fucking great balls in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. She's so fucking awesome. Uh, Dermot Mulroney would also be, for me, a solid number three. Oh, okay. He, he, he's fantastic. He would not be my LVP. Uh, by any stretch of imagination, because he brings that character fully to life. Sure. And you're like, God, I know I hate that guy. That guy. Yeah. I, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, every family has that fucking guy. Yeah. It's um, you. How dare you? LVP. Do you have anybody for LVP? Well, not anymore. Yeah, there's no way it's Dermot Mulroney. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. It is more the character that. Yeah, 100%. Than um, I mean,. This is one of the harder ones I've had well, to it come was, up it with. It was also hard because, like, it was mostly it's Jack him. Yeah, like you know, yeah, like it's him, and then you have like the characters are all like on the outskirts, kind of. Yeah, there's um, a couple like I'm not a big it is, fan. Like, the the friend Ray. I liked Ray. I, Ray was good. Yeah, he's he's a former LVP on the show. I recognize the the, the name. Oh, I forget I what know. it was for. I don't know who he was. Um, 
I wasn't a big fan of the guy who, like, took over for Jack, but that's... Oh, yeah, I did like... That's just him kind of being, like, you know, like, that normal, like, waspy white dude. Wasn't yeah, a big fan like of the him. wife in the RV. It's an actress who I normally like, but she's... One of those character actresses that kind of overdoes it sometimes. Yeah. The my daughter ulti- wasn't great. That was my ultimate vote was I went with Hope Davis she as wasn't the daughter. She was either. She's not bad. She's just a very uninspiring, and at the heart of the movie... You have two or three scenes where she has to crack down hard on her dad, um, you know, when she's making him a sandwich prior to them leaving. Yeah. When he's begging her not to marry this guy when, uh, right before the wedding, and she just doesn't come up to that level, and those scenes fall flatter to me than they should. Yeah. Because I don't feel emotionally connected to him. She can't keep up with Jack in terms of bringing any kind of ironic comedy or humor to the, the table. And she also just doesn't have the emotional weight to, to do it. And I think she's normally a pretty good actress. Um, I know I've seen her in other things. Um, I, off the top of my head, I don't know what they are. Um, <laughs> which maybe just goes to show who she is. Uh, let me look here. Yeah, she's been in a ton of stuff. Oh, she's Tony Stark's mom in, uh, in the MCU. But that's not really that weighty of a role because she just gets fucking killed. Um, Spoiler! Oh, everyone knows. Shut up. Uh, I know I've seen. Like I said, I know I've seen her in other things. Yeah, she's been in a lot of stuff. I always get her confused with M. Betts Davis, who is Miss Honey in Matilda, and I just prefer to see M. Betts Davis in things. Yeah. <laughs> there. So let's go with Hope Davis. I I, th- I think that's the answer. I yeah, think, I think that's the answer. You could have put like you could have put anyone else with a stronger personality, and I think it would have. It would have raised the movie raised up just a little, it a little bit. She didn't. She didn't hurt the movie at all. But she didn't add anything. She added to nothing it. to it, and she's essentially the fourth biggest person in the movie. Right, right, and has like the most scenes, impactful with Jack. Yes, yeah, yeah absolutely. with Jack's character. I only have one other note here, and it's a question. It feels like a you question. Oh, no. Would you ever sponsor a, like, do one of those, like, Sally Struthers sure. or a dollar a day type things? Sure, yeah. I feel like it's a scam. So, so and we've talked about this before, not on, have? on, a, on a podcast, about uh, charities and being careful with, like, the oh, charities okay, charity. and donations I mean, that like, we give. I mean, specifically, like, underprivileged no, children in no, Africa. No, no. Yes, that was what we talked about at dinner yesterday. No, like, like, but like charities and being careful because there are some charities out there that, you know, if you pay attention to the fine print, 80% goes to their profits and 20% goes to the actual charity. So um, we've talked about stuff like that. So I would do something like that. I think I would rather donate like my time and energy to like. Something local. Local, like tutoring or like book fairs, you know, stuff like that. Um, I think I just... Ha- like, like, like the food pantries. Like, we, every year, like, we, we always, always donate to, like, the food drives and school... Go yeah, you have to go tomorrow. The food drives and school supply drives, we always do as much as we can, um, because it's, it's a way we can give back and we kind of know where it goes, like, yeah. we see it. So, I would, if I could, like... Like... Ensure it, that it like, was reaching ensure that what it that money was going for and doing what it should. I do, do believe that this, is, like, I think it was what Child Fund or Child Care or whatever it was Chi- called. In the movie. Child Reach. Yeah, Child Reach. It is a real Something. charity. Like, it, it is like an actual thing. Uh, the commercial with Angela Lansbury doing the voice was like, I think, like the actual commercial that would normally oh, hear on television. Cool. Um, I think this is gonna sound silly. I have a fundamental problem with, like, the way they always break it down. Like, for just 25 cents a day. It's like, okay, yeah, but let me do the math on that real quick. How much money do you want from me? Like, if I just give you, like, a flat $50, like, we're good, right? (laughs) I mean? Yeah. Like, there's no way, this this is going to sound bad, but, like, there's no way I'm writing a $22 a month check for that. You don't write checks anyway. I... When's the last time you wrote a check? Well, like, at work for, like, because like our, our, at work, we uh-huh. have counter checks, but, um, like, an actual check check? Yeah, like, that came out of your account. Uh, I, I think I probably, for one of Grange recently, like, not nope. too long ago, I had to. Oh. 
I know I brought a checkbook to work with me sometime in the past, like, six months to write a check for something. Yeah, so that one, you went to Chase and got a cashier's check? No, yeah. I, I brought a checkbook home. Um, I have a checkbook in my bag. I need to look for it and see if I just carry around checks. Or it's lost and I'm just the worst. No, you shredded it because it was the old account. Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it, got it. I'm like, you could write checks all you want because I have everything set up on auto pay. Yeah. So I don't know where you would have gotten a checkbook anyway because we only have one and I have it. But I, I agree with you in that I, I would prefer to do something local. I've just always, like, seen those things. and just It just feels like sucker, sucker bets to me. Just, like, someone yeah. sitting at home and just, like, I feel like a fucking piece of shit. How can I fix that? I'm going to just yeah. write a, a meaningless check. I mean, I, I, I hope that that's not the case. I hope it's not either. I hope, because I know that there are a lot of, of children and people in the world that need help. Sure. There are also a lot of children and people here that need help locally as well. We have a pretty high homeless pop. We just saw a thing on homelessness and everything. You know, so, like, I'd rather do things to enrich my local society um, to help better, like, my neighborhood and, like, my school system and stuff like that because that's going to benefit yeah. my children and everything. So it's now known as Plan USA. Mm-hmm. It does a $68 million in revenue every single year, only 136 employees. Seems like it's on the, uh, the up and up. They do a lot of, like, girls' rights and, like, gender equality work now. Oh, good. We're donating. <laughs> they, they have the child sponsor program. Uh, yeah, it seems... seems uh, there, there's not a controversy section on Wikipedia. That's always a good sign, right? Good. <laughs> Probably better than Jack. <laughs> I'm sure Jack's got one. Uh, yeah, I just always... It always, like, rang out to me. Just like, hmm, don't know if I, uh... Could or would do that, but of course I'm a we are as you mentioned a charitable person. Actually, turn with the clock. It's like man, should I go to, to Publix tonight and get that food that was just in the car? I don't have to stop and do it in the morning, but I probably won't. I don't want to go anywhere and do anything. Um, it's up to you. Nah, we'll we'll see when I wrap up here. If I I think Publix is open till ten, so I might might do it and just get it done with. Okay. But we're definitely done with this podcast unless you have something else you want to mention for about Schmidt. No, I think we talked about all of it. Okay. What's score time? I'm going to drink the rest of your water. Of course you are. Uh, You drew it, so I get to score it first. I am really on the fence here. I always write down two numbers, and I always go in between those two numbers as we're talking through. Yeah. And I only really have a couple scenes that really bother me, and the rest of it is so effective and impacting that I'm really considering this. I'm considering it. But... I think I'm going to go with a nine and a half instead of the ten that I was debating because it is absolutely, like I said, it's fantastic. I think it is, it's a shame it's not talked about, I think, with the regard that election and to a lesser extent sideways, even even a a lesser, lesser extent, I feel like what like The Descendants, another movie of his that he's, he's done that we have not seen. Gets. I've been wanting to see. Yeah, it's a part of the can't pick list um, that possibly could come up, but it's just fucking great. It's so goddamn great. I'm knocking off the half point just because I think, in a way, there has to be something with it as to why it's not talked about or remembered. Like, for it to kind of be lost over the past 20 years, and like most people, yeah. it's like it's the Kathy Bates hot tub movie. Um, there is, maybe I'm just overrating it in my mind, so I'm being a little bit uh, cautious with my rating. But a nine and a half is still high praise, especially with the, the movies we've been watching this year. So that's yeah. my score. I'm giving a nine and a half. Okay, it's the first time in 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 quite a quite a few movies that we're not scoring it. The yeah, same. yeah. I figure I figured you would be um, as high as I would. But, no, but but, but also I have a history with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, of course. I just think that that last scene with the voiceover, it was just super powerful and super moving. Yes. I'm giving this movie an 8. I was like, I'm giving it a 10. It's like, fuck you! <laughs> Could you imagine? I'd be so mad at you. Yeah, so 8. So it's a 8.75. For about shit. Which I think is, is it was pretty accurate. That should kind of surprise good, how good muted. Good writing. And, I, I, I looked up, I don't think there was much trivia on IMDb, which we haven't really done much of as of late, but I was surprised like the IMDb score was only like a 7.1, which yeah. isn't like bad, well, but it still felt like on the low end to me for, for what this was. Yeah, but I, I, I can see that too, because 
we can relate to it, right? Like, we could see these things. Like, we're parents. We have this, like, retirement plan. We have this and that. We've questioned why are we, like, burning the candle at both ends? Like, for what purpose, right? Like, we've done all those things. Some people may not have, you know? Like, so, like, to relate to a movie is so important and it makes it mean so much more. So, if people can't find a common thread then I think that hurts it overall. So a couple a couple funny trivia things I just saw from looking at IMDb. So this is based on a book, and uh, Alexander Payne has a strict, like, I don't do, do sequels. like, sequels. So there was Schmidt Delivered and Schmidt Steps Back, very similar to Sideways. There's a couple famous Sideways sequels that he just won't touch. Um, when he met Nicholson to uh, discuss the role, he told Jack, uh, one sentence directive, I want you to play a small man, which is perfect. He absolutely does. And of course, Jack famously won the Golden Globe for Best Actor in a Drama, because uh, the Golden Globes are fucking weird, weird, bonkers, bizarro world shit. And his first line was, I'm a little surprised. I thought we had made a comedy. Yeah. And the uh, Woodman of the World Life Insurance Society is a real organization. Uh, which I'm glad we didn't get into actuaries because I would have just bored everybody. What do you what 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 do you know about actuaries? They're like well, he talks about in the movie. They're the people that like can like determine like life and expectancy and like mitigate risk based on. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know, what factors. kind of companies do they work for? Oh fuck! Well, the insurance companies. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Good right. job. So this movie I'm about to draw because we already have. Oh my a, gosh! I'm schedule. so excited. This movie will be seen this year, so we're we're gonna see this movie in about four weeks. It'll we'll, what. Knock this Hopefully. random movie out um, prior to, uh, prior the, to year the end of the wrapping year. Up. Hopefully. So I just want it to be one movie. Wow, this is spooky. I was literally thinking about this movie before. I, was thinking, I thought about this movie on this podcast because this is a movie that we watched during that alphabetical process. We watched maybe four or five movies. I don't remember We this. didn't get fall. They were all movies that started with A. What? Obviously. Um, and this was one of them. And it's one of my favorites because it is the investigative journalism movie of all time. It is All the President's Men. Hell yeah. Ugh. That's very funny. That so This movie's why I bought you that Watergate game. Yeah. And it, as you should because All the President's Men is fucking dope. Right. I I do remember watching that movie. Yes, and we watched it for that in that specific time. I, we I do studying. remember watching this. I had never seen it before. Yeah. We'll talk about it on the show. We sure will. And I look forward. Spoiler: to, We'll probably over, over under four and a half times. I have to wake you up while watching this movie. No, no, I don't think I fell asleep the first time. Oh, so then I'll actually have background. So yeah, I think I could sleep through it. Um, <laughs> Fuck you! It's on the point. <laughs> Just kidding. No. Uh, so the. Spoiler, the streak of us not matching up scores on movies is probably going to continue. Well, we also have Munich and the Fifth Element coming up. Uh, so, surprise, uh, next week's episode is The Fifth Element, <laughs> the movie that, uh, that Matt and Carly, uh, of their list, we selected. So, next week will be The Fifth Element, then Munich, then Sing for Jillian's birthday, and then All the President's Men. And then we'll do some, some festive Christmas stuff. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're going to patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. Probably going to have a couple bonus episodes coming up. I have had one that's in the bank. Very, very short. I just haven't done anything with. I need to finalize with a former guest star. And we'll have another one with Matt and Carly uh, before the year is out that uh, we are going to try to do with them. About a movie that was on their list that we could not do based on our rules. We still want to watch and do um, at some point. For me, Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Mary W Movies on Twitter, MarriedMovies at gmail.com. Let's just think of the show. You can follow me on Twitter at your host small38. Not for Box and Friends. If you watched what? the 50th episode of Box and Friends was the last episode of Box and Friends. I, is that... That's what you get for, for making fun of me is your glasses falling on the floor. Can you tell people that that was your decision? It was my decision. Not mine. Was not. I had no influence. Yeah, no. Well, you you are always an influence. I I'm just tired of you. you. Yeah, I'm tired of you just quietly complaining and making. Uh, there is things. nothing quiet about me. Very true. Uh, but you still follow me for for pictures and funny things over there, and arcadeaudio.net slash podbloggle for my retro wrestling diary. We're in in the year 1995. You're still in 1995. Well, yeah, because now there's Feels a like it's been taking a long well, time. Well, that's the problem is that 1995 is the first year where there's a 
pay-per-view every single month from both companies. And of course, it's the shittiest year in wrestling history. I well, just watched The King of the Ring 1995, which up till this point is the worst WWF pay-per-view of all time. Well, so yay that for seems, me. Seems, seems like you're falling behind here. I feel, no, like, you should, be- feel like you should, you should be in 1997 by this point. I was going to say, you should watch more shows. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll watch more wrestling and then I just spend even less time with you. I'll be much happier. Do you have any plugs? At Jam with your Sam. Why are your pants pull up so high? You look like... It's just how I'm sitting. <laughs> it looks very weird. Look, you're wearing sat, pregnancy pants. No, when I sat down, they kind of like rode up and they're like sweatpants. I, I couldn't get caught. I didn't want to get up and then you talk about how I got it up in the middle of the show. You know, I pick a wedgie, everything. It's, it's not cool. It's not a good look. At Jam with your Sam on Instagram. For all the wedgies and all the bad looks. Well, no, I don't post those you on You don't do mine. anything, yeah. I do do stuff. You don't do anything on your Instagram. I'm, I challenge you. To like oh, post on Instagram like twice a week for the oh, rest of the year. Oh, don't do that because I really don't like social media that much. It makes my mental health not as healthy as it should be. Just put up like some white women shit. Just listen to that Bo Burnham song and just put, put up some white women shit on your Instagram. No. Did you just fart? No. No. Put, just record yourself farting and put it on Instagram. For mullet. <laughs> this is mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. Watch your Instagram explode. I am. You have so many followers. Go viral. Hashtag white woman farts. No way. Oh, yeah. Is that a thing? Like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't I know really, Fart Brazil is. I don't really do. Remember Fart Brazil? Social media stuff. We were in the really room for Fart try Brazil. try to stay away from it. Yes, I try not to remember stuff like that because it's terrible. Everyone, if you're listening to this, don't look up Fart Brazil. Oh, man. Now we're going to get complaints. From who? Brazil? The people who look up Fart Brazil. You know I told gonna, them not to do it. You know they're going to do it. Well, that's Inception. Another cuddle. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.